Thank you so much. Uh, from our New York City studios in Midtown Manhattan, welcome to the program. I, well, I want to tell you a little bit about uh, our cruise through history before we get started. Uh, we are put it, we put together a cruise. I was just looking at some photos that are rather disappointing uh, about what a Disney cruise is really like. You know, you've seen the pictures, and then you get to a Disney cruise. I just want you to know uh, the cruise through history is going to be everything that you expect it to be. Uh, and I think much, much more. We have added uh, different uh, shows to it that you just you can attend at any time. Uh, I think we're doing five different shows on the on the ship. That's uh, Bill O'Reilly is going to be joining us in Israel. We're going to be doing a show in Israel together. Uh, Rabbi Lappin's going to be doing a show. I'm doing, I think, three to five different shows. David Barton is doing it. And we're just going to bring history uh, to life in Venice and in Athens and in uh, Israel. All you have to do is go to comesailaway.com. That's comesailaway.com. Get your tickets and join us next spring. The fusion of entertainment and enlightenment. Last week, Vladimir Putin abruptly canceled an appearance in Russia to attend an emergency meeting with his defense minister. Now, this usually would not get an awful lot of attention. But it also coincided with a flurry of other reporting. Vice President Pence recalled back to the White House at the same time. Meanwhile, in the Middle East, F-22 Raptors uh, arrived in the Gulf. Same time. And adding to the building hysteria, several blue check marks on Twitter started reporting that the EU Security Council had, like the Russians, called an emergency meeting. What was this all about? All we know is something happened that uh, would cause a catastrophe of a planetary scale. Well, that was what was reported. Let me tell you what really happened in one minute. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Uh, so I don't know if you've been following what's been going on with uh, with Google and Facebook and everything else just in the last couple of days, but things are heating up uh, and they are not responding uh, to cries of, hey, can you can you not spy on me? Can you keep my stuff private? They are silencing voices. They're changing algorithms. Uh, I think they are going to mess with the uh, 2020 election. We already know this from a researcher at Harvard. But this researcher at Harvard, he's so conservative, he voted for Hillary Clinton. Okay, he's the guy who is doing the research on this, and he is ringing the bell saying, I'm telling you, we are about to enter the matrix if we don't get a handle on this soon. You're not going to know where you and your thoughts end and Amazon, Google, Facebook's thoughts begin. You're not going to you're just not going to be able to tell. Did I really want that or was I kind of sold that? And the reason why this is going to happen is because you are being shaped and they are open about it. They are shaping opinions, and they're shaping opinions many times just to make a sale for somebody who is trying to sell something to you. 
You need to stop giving your information out. You need a secure VPN. And a VPN is a virtual private network. This is a way that no one can track you. No bad guys can get your stuff. Google is not tracking you. Facebook's not tracking you. Amazon's not tracking you. So you're not giving them the information so you can remain independent and truly free. Norton Secure VPN. Get one ASAP. Enjoy the convenience of the connected world without the worries of online privacy or security. It's Norton.com slash VPN. Norton.com slash VPN. Prices start at about $3.33 a month with annual subscription. It is well worth it. Sign up now. Norton.com slash VPN. So let me tell you now, last week, Vladimir Putin abruptly canceled an appearance in Russia to attend an emergency meeting with his defense minister. Now, they said at the same time, Vice President Pence was recalled back to the White House and the F-22 Raptors arrived to the Gulf at the same time. And then the EU Security Council, like the Russians, called an emergency meeting. Okay, so let me just give you some, let me give you a fact check just on that. No, Pence was recalled to the White House for an undisclosed non-national security related issue. The F-22s had been ordered to the Middle East a long time ago. And the surprise EU Security Council meeting? Well, some some of the blue check marks on Twitter should probably do a little homework because the EU doesn't have... A security council so there couldn't be an emergency meeting now there is something that did happen the the real thing that was going on uh was the emergency meeting with the russian president it was called for putin and his defense minister but without all these events going on this single event might not have gotten attention that it that it ended up receiving and that would have been a bad thing quite honestly i can guarantee you that putin is pissed that all of those things happened and people were tweeting about it because globally attention was turned on a government run secret military project that's exactly what we stumbled across last week and it's important that you understand what happened This is what we know so far. A Russian nuclear submarine caught fire while operating in the Barents Sea. Now, that's a coast off of northern Russia. The nearest countries are Finland and Switzerland. Fourteen Russian sailors died trying to extinguish that fire that was reportedly localized in the battery compartment. The sailors were credited uh, by the Russians for preventing, quote, a catastrophic uh, a catastrophe of planetary scale. Now, how is that possible? Well, the first thing we all think of is the word nuclear, submarine, fire. It's another Chernobyl, right? But if you were listening to yesterday's program, you know that most of what HBO showed was hysteria. All right. This is misinformation. This is disinformation. 
a global catastrophe like Chernobyl is not possible. Now, this is going to sound unsettling, but it's actually not. There are currently nine nuclear submarines sunk at the bottom of the ocean. There's one right now just off the east coast of uh, Cape Cod. It's been there since 1963. In all, there are two U.S. and seven Soviet or Russian nuclear subs sitting at the ocean floor. So what happens to the reactors? How come the reactors haven't, you know, had the China syndrome? Well, it's the ocean waters, and they're providing a source of infinite cooling, so they'll never explode. So no, the Russian sailors, although very brave and heroic for, you know, perishing to save their ship, did not save the world from a planetary-scale disaster. This, again, is disinformation. It's, it's misdirection. Look over here, look over here. If attention is being diverted intentionally, what's the real story? Attention is being moved through misdirection to get you off of the trail of the Russian submarine. Now, this submarine is very special. It's much smaller than the typical submarine. With its nuclear reactor, it can stay submerged for very long periods of time. It is considered one of the quietest submarines in the Russian fleet, and it was built to go much deeper than any other underwater submersible with two separate ship holes. So in other words, imagine almost like a catamaran. It's got two holes of, of two ships, two submarines linked together. Now, why would the Russians want a small nuclear power submarine that can skirt the ocean floor for long periods of time? And why is this project so secret? Well, I think most everybody except this audience is going to be really surprised uh, when the next great war between major powers breaks out. I have talked to you for a long time about being prepared being prepared, save food, store water, gas, secure some sort of power source, get off the grid. Why? Because World War III, or the next major war, is going to be unlike anything we've ever fought before. It is cyber warfare. Remember, World War I was unlike any war the world had ever fought before. It was the introduction of tanks there were at the end of World War One, there were almost no horses left anywhere in Europe because everybody grabbed their horse and they went to war. Well, a horse isn't going to stand up against a tank. And so most of the horses were slaughtered in Europe. Also, the introduce uh, the introduction of chemical warfare and gas warfare that had never been seen before. And it shocked the world this time cyber warfare is going to shock the world and it's going to shock the world because everything is going to change if you would look at a map of the ocean floor today it would almost look like a a giant circuit board Underwater communication cables stretch out from New York all the way to Europe from the west coast to Asia and literally everywhere in between. 
It's how we are so interconnected. It's how you can Skype with someone in Africa or visit a website in Poland. And the underwater circuit board, if you will, began a long, long time ago in 1854 with the installation of the first transatlantic telegraph cable. These communication lines have been laid for decades and they have been targets for decades. They've been target for spies ever since. Think about it with just the telegraph cable. If you're Germans and you wanted to hear what America and England were talking about in World War I, all you have to do is just tap into the telegraph table, right? Well, that's what this is. During the Cold War, a U.S. submarine, the USS Halibut, successfully located and tapped a Soviet line during Operation Ivy Bells. That is the foreshadowing of what is coming now. Our internet, our, our interconnected world depends on the flows, the flow of ones and zeros. And they are currently racing at the speed of light under our oceans. This Russian submarine was built to take advantage of that. They can locate and attach themselves to these deep cables. They can siphon off all of the information. They can insert malware to attack anything from the electrical grid to the water supply stations to the Defense Department. And when the information has all been stolen and the weapons have all been unleashed, they can sever the cables and leave us in the dark. This is modern-day warfare, deep under the sea, which is as unknown to most people as the dark side of the moon. This will be a first-strike weapon. And I don't think we're anywhere close to understanding it as people. I hope our Pentagon is on it. I'm sure they are. But remember... Vladimir Putin said, we're already in World War III. The West just doesn't understand it yet. All right, X-Chair is a great, great chair. I don't have one in our studios in New York. We gotta get them all in our studios. Um, don't have one in the studios of New York. And this is, I keep adjusting this chair or trying to adjust this chair. And I'm like, oh, this is just a crappy office chair. The X chair is one of the most comfortable chairs that I've ever sat in. And it's a great office chair, but not only is it a great office chair, uh, it's, it's like a recliner. It really is. It is as comfortable as a lazy boy. You can get the foot rest and the head rest with it if you want. I mean, it's really an amazing chair with 10 different ways to adjust it. And X chair now has a 30 day money back guarantee. No questions asked. Complete satisfaction. No risk. Now, most companies can't do this because people sending back, you know, the chair would, would bankrupt them. Nobody sends these chairs back because they are fantastic. Once you feel the X-Chair's patented dynamic variable lumbar support, or DVL, you'll understand what I'm talking about. It is unbelievable. X-Chair. They also have new financing options to increase your productivity with the right model for you. The X-Basic or X1 through X4. 
X chair can fit your body and your budget. It's on sale now for $100 off if you go to xchairbeck.com. That's xchairbeck.com. Or you can call 1-844-4X-CHAIR. Also, if you use the promo code XWHEELS, you're going to get a free set of the new X-WHEELS with your chair. That's xchairbeck.com. 10 seconds. Station ID. Oh, welcome to the uh, program. Is uh, Pat in the uh, chair there in Dallas? He is. Yeah, I just I just hello, saw him. Pat. Just saw him there. Good. You not doing yeah. doing Good. as well today Good. without the X chair? Apparently, the yeah. back acting Thank up you a little for bit. Sitting in mine. I see. Yeah, not, not a problem. Yeah, yeah. Happy to do it. Yeah, shut up. <laughs> shut, <laughs> shut up. Uh, you know, I was having dinner with some people uh, the other night, mm-hmm. and um, we were talking about you know, the world and politics and what we think are going to, you know, the future holds. And, and uh, everybody asked me, so are Texans awake yet on how much money is being poured into Texas to make that uh, a, uh, a blue state? And I said, no, no, I don't think they are. Oh, I think Texans are just like the rest of America was in 2007 and eight, oblivious. And they're just like, oh, no, that'll never happen. Yeah, we can never have those things happen. I don't think they understand how close Texas really is uh, to being a, a blue state. It's very purple right now. Do you think so? Because I'm, I'm not sure about that. I keep hearing. Texas is really? blue. Texas is turning blue. It's a battleground state. I'm, if you look back at the Beto and Cruz election, um, yeah. You know, the left plays the game really well, where they just keep repeating the same lie until a pretty decent segment of Americans believe them. But just because they say it over and over and over and over again doesn't make it true. I could say monkeys are flying out my butt every day. That doesn't make it true. It's just... It, no, it, but it is true. That particular, <laughs> that's a bad example. That is a bad but, example. So wait a minute. Why if do you, you go back say to the re-election, true? Go back to the election with Ted right. and, and Beto. Uh, Ted was re-elected... Essentially by fifty-one forty-eight, so about three points. And the media said, oh, wow, just a three-point victory in Texas? <laughs> well, Texas is in play. We keep trying to tell you. But let's not forget what was going on at the time. For whatever reason, Beto was the darling of and the rock star of the Democrat Party. He'd raised over $80 million, an all-time record for a Senate campaign. Uh, the vast majority of that came from out of state. The day after the, the election, he had about a dollar ninety eight left in his account. I mean, he spent every penny pretty much, <laughs> and he outspent right. Ted at least two to one, maybe three to one, and right. lost. Mm-hmm. Even mm-hmm. though he had all the momentum, he had an adoring media on his side, locally and nationally, every step of the way. Um, and you add to that the fact that Ted had some. Ser- we you'd forget sometimes he had some serious issues at the time. Namely, he had just pissed off. All of the Trump supporters, because of the rough campaign they had against each other, including the fact that Ted refused to endorse Trump at the GOP convention. Okay, they, they were really angry about that. So then, what was it? A week and a half later, he turned around and did a 180, which didn't really please the Trump fans because it wasn't at the convention. And now suddenly he 
just angered his entire base of conservatives. So the Democrats hated his guts from the beginning. And just to tie the other hand behind his back, too, before the election, he alienated everybody who would potentially be on his side in a normal election. But even with all My of that, point. even with all of that, mm-hmm. I, I mean, he had every reason to lose. I think he had nearly everybody turned on him and he still won the election. So I'm not sure I believe the Texas is turning blue thing. So I, I do. Um, and I do because I've talked to um, many of the Republican players who, you know, for instance, the governor who is really paying attention to this and. Um, the money that is being spent in Texas to turn us blue. Yeah, I, I do know and that. It's not only the yeah, it's not mm-hmm. only the money that's um, happening. You know, we've we've had a what is it a forty eight percent increase in illegals in Texas uh, over the last couple of years. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's easily it's incredible what's happening to our uh, to our state, um, and and as always, the progressives take the cities. They have Austin. They have Dallas now. They have Houston. And, you know, as, well, as they've these had the major metropolitan grow and grow and grow. They've had the metropolitan areas for quite a while, though. You know, it's always been the suburbs. Yes, I know. Correct. But you're taking an influx of mass amounts of illegals and mass amounts of Californians are coming in. We're getting a thousand people a week from California moving into Texas. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's not counting. That's That's just... That's just the population growth. Uh, that's not counting the people who um, are being affected by the money. I just don't think that uh, Texans are aware of the efforts. And I think uh, people are lulled into this false fence, uh, sense of security of saying Texas will always be. It'll always be red. It'll always be red. I don't think it will be if we don't pay attention to it. I mean, that part is true because like the Constitution, it doesn't just protect itself, you know, and Texas doesn't just protect itself. We have to do the work both with the Constitution and with Texas. So you're right. We do have to be aware of the efforts uh, because they would like nothing. I mean, if they do win Texas, then it's over, right? You will never win another uh, national election. No, no. You flip Texas. That's you bad. Flip the country, mm-hmm. uh, and it is the it is truly the line in the sand, and it's interesting because Texas is where that phrase came from. Davy Crockett drawing a line in the sand uh, in, uh, in in at the Alamo. Texas is the line in the sand for the republic. If you lose Texas, you lose the republic. You're listening to Glenn. Progress is a wonderful thing. Ten years ago, we couldn't have imagined how Amazon would make shopping so much more convenient. But as we often see, with progress comes an opportunity for criminals to take advantage of us. The porch pirate thefts are now to the point where in Texas, you could be sent to jail for 10 years. Now, what is a porch pirate? A porch pirate is somebody who comes up on your porch when they see a package and just steals it. The people that I recommend for cybersecurity is Simply Safe. Um, Simply Safe is every inch of your home is blanketed with an army of sensors. A video doorbell watches over your porch. Now, when you think of when you think of um, you know these video doorbells, you think, oh, I'll just go get a video doorbell. No, no, no. 
this this one is secure online and part of this entire system for your home your whole house every sensor covers every door and every window you get a free hd camera right now uh, if you just go to simplysafebeck.com protect your home simplysafebeck.com want to hear more conservative voices go to blazetv.com slash glenn use the promo code glenn g-l-e-n-n and get ten dollars off Man, I'm really excited to welcome a brand new sponsor to the show, Tecovis. I know how ridiculous a great pair of boots can cost. Tecovis makes great boots and accessories. They sell their boots directly to the customer, so their boots are half the price of anything that's even similar in quality. They're all handmade with a 200-step process with only the best materials. Their entire line honors the timeless traditional boot styles. No silly stitching or sequins or loud colors or anything else. These are just great boots like my grandfather would have worn. With Tecovis, there's no need to break them in. They arrive already ready to be worn immediately, comfortably. They're easy to order with tremendous customer service. Tecovis always has free shipping and free returns. Check out their boots and their clothing and accessories right now. Tecovis.com slash back. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S dot com slash back. From Midtown Manhattan, uh, thank you for uh, listening to the Glenn Beck program. I'm up here this week. Uh, my daughter is performing with the Millennial Choir and Orchestra at Carnegie Hall on uh, Friday, and I'm so excited to be sitting in the audience watching my daughter on on the stage of uh, Carnegie Hall. This is an amazing choir, uh, and uh, and we're so excited to be here. They're they're doing two nights, um, uh, Friday and Saturday at Carnegie Hall, and um, so we're up here, and I'm also taking. My daughters and my granddaughter each night I'm, I'm going out because I started this stupid tradition when they were like six uh, of taking them out to a Broadway show. And every year we would go and they wanted dad to wear a tux so they could wear a fancy dress. And so we're still doing that. And they're now in their 30s. Um, Hannah is, I think, 26 and uh, maybe 27. And um uh, and we last night we went and, you know, look at me. I look like an old man. I've got solid white hair. I look like Colonel Sanders for the love of Pete. So I'm standing there in a tux, which the only people there in a tux. Uh, and she's in this really fancy, sparkly outfit that she had. Um, and she doesn't necessarily, thank God for her, uh, look like me. And so we were laughing. Tanya and I were laughing about how everybody's going to think that this creepy old man. I mean, it was like Jeffrey <laughs> Epstein. I was like, hey, yeah, I was, I'm on the Lolita flight a little later. Uh, and this uh, this couples, they all were looking at me. All these older people were looking at me with disgust. And I'm like, is, is that because you know who I am or because you don't know who I am? And you think I'm on date with this with this pretty young, uh, you know, 20 something. Or is it that you know who I am and you think I'm on a date with a 20-something? So I'm standing there, and uh, finally this lady gets uh, some courage, and her husband is just giving me the just the devil look the whole time. And uh, he walks away in disgust, and my daughter happens to move away. And this woman comes up to me, and she said, So what's the special occasion? We've been wondering, because uh, you're all dressed up with that uh, pretty young uh, woman. On your arm, and I said, uh, "Now I'm I'm thinking to myself, 
it would be really funny if I said, yeah, I just like them young. You know, I'm on that Lolita plane. Jeffrey Epstein, uh, he and he introduced us a little while ago. But I decided to say, no, I'm on a father-daughter date, and that's my daughter. And you could see the woman when I said that. You could see the woman. She just changed. She was like, oh, thank God, because we thought you were really creepy. <laughs> and uh, and she's like, oh, that is so wonderful. Oh, that's the sweetest thing. And she totally changes. And then I looked at her, and I said, you know, but, I mean, I did buy dinner, and so it's a good thing she puts out. <laughs> No, I didn't say that, but I, <laughs> I, I really wanted to say that, but uh, I didn't. I was yeah, so. I behaved myself. Do you think she knew who you were, uh, and was I have disgusted? No idea. Or did just so I you have never found absolutely out? Absolutely no uh, idea. She uh, was like she. I don't know because she was. She said um, she was. She was testing my cultural uh, expertise, and I made her sick. I just know I made her sick. Um, she said uh, so. What other shows have you seen this season? I'm like, oh, shut up, you pretentious. <laughs> and I said, well, I just went to Frozen, which I knew drove her out of her mind. She was like, oh. oh. And I said, and they're going to see Wicked tomorrow. <laughs> she was like, oh, my gosh. I, I would have rather thought of you having sex with that young girl than this. Anyway, um, let's talk a little bit about politics here. Uh, Joe Biden quickly losing black voters support. However, Mm. he is picking up uh, steam. He's back to 15 point lead in some of the polls. He's back up to 30 percent, which is is fascinating to me. In a a Um, field of 25 people. Yeah, that's it's amazing. It's, it's amazing. Well, I mean, if you look at the field, there's really only a field of four people. It's Biden. Mm-hmm. It's Harris. It's um, Sanders, Warren, uh, uh, Sanders and Warren. That's mm-hmm. it. Everybody else is like at one percent. And I love this because any other candidate is now currently at three percent. So mm-hmm. half more than half of the field is being beaten by anybody but you. <laughs> And, and no it's name like attached at all. Right. It's just someone yeah, else. No name. It's just someone else, mm-hmm. which to me shows the lack of diversity uh, in this and the lack of credibility of any of these. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't think you would have gotten uh, anyone else. I never saw a poll that asked that. Maybe they did and they never printed it. But I, I don't think you would have gotten that with the Republican field. We had a huge Republican field and. Everybody I know was happy with the selection. Everybody was like, this is the best selection we've had. You know, usually we get Jeb Bush and, uh, you know, Neil Bush and George Bush. We're like, okay, do we have a deeper field than this? (laughs) Could you at Um, least put Tito Marlin and Jermaine Bush in there, too? (laughs) I I would like that. I mean, uh, and so I don't think you would have gotten that with the Republicans, but you have it now. And. There is a huge battle going on for the the heart of the uh, Democratic Party. I don't know if you saw what the BET founder said. Did you see this? I didn't. Hmm. Okay, the BET founder. Okay, that's the Black Entertainment Television founder. Um, and we know how they were under Barack Obama. They loved it. They loved everything that was going on. This is the founder, and I want to quote, if 
I can what he said. Now, listen to the way he, he couches this. The party, in my opinion, for me personally. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we got it. We got it. You're just saying, it's me. It's, it's just me. It's me. It's, it's, it's me. It's not you. The party, in my opinion, for me personally, has moved too far to the left. Wow. And for that reason, I don't have a particular candidate that I'm supporting in the party at this time. I think at the end of the day, if a Democrat is going to beat Trump, then that person, he or she, is going to have to move to the center, and you can't wait too long to do that. That's incredible. He goes on to say, I think the economy is doing great. I think the economy is doing great, and it's reaching populations that heretofore had very bad problems in terms of jobs and employments and the opportunities that come with employment. So African-American unemployment is now at its lowest level. This is the head of BET. He goes on. I give the president a lot of credit for moving the economy in a positive direction that is benefiting a large amount of Americans. I think the tax cuts clearly helped stimulate the economy. I think business people have more confidence in the way the economy is going. End quote. That's uh, astounding. Did we slip through a worm? Did we slip through a wormhole last night? Wow. That is wow. incredible. Absolutely incredible. That sounds like he intends when, to vote when, for Trump, doesn't it? I, I just it If does. you just heard that quote, it you does. would think that's a Trump supporter. Trump supporter. That's, that's, that's remarkable. Wow. Yeah. Um, then you have people, and see, they, don't, they really don't understand this. AOC is nothing but a Twitter farm. Now, she has... She has her little lambs and her little sheep that follow her um, beyond Twitter and in places like New York City. But America is, believe me, I'm here. America is not New York City. It's just not. Uh, And they are playing to this very small number uh, in these cities like New York. And it is it's just not cool in other, I don't even think it's cool in, in Chicago and places like Chicago. They are just too far left. And they think that they can get away with anything. Let me give you this from uh, Ilan Omar. She told a group of high school students in a story which she claims she witnessed. She said it's a, a story of America's injustice and racism. But the Washington Post decided to look into it. Uh, Let me say that again. The Washington Post, not the examiner, the Post, discovered that this story isn't true. The Washington Post reports that Omar was speaking to an audience of 400 high school students when she told of visiting Minneapolis in a courtroom where she witnessed a sweet old African-American lady who had spent the weekend in jail for stealing a $2 loaf of bread for just to feed her starving five-year-old granddaughter. I believe this is the plot of Les Miserables. <laughs> I don't think. Did she get an extra 17 years for trying to escape? Uh, did she get her yellow ticket of leave? This is, this is Les Miserables. 
Uh, she said the woman was fined $80 for that crime. And she said, I could not control my emotions. I stood up in the courtroom and I said, bull crap. Except she didn't use the word crap. Now, <clears throat> it's not true um, because city officials uh, have, have told the Washington Post that police are not allowed to arrest people for shoplifting. <laughs> Think of this. This is a whole other problem. They're not allowed to arrest people for shoplifting unless there's a likelihood of violence or further crime. Typically, mm. shoplifters are sentenced to attend a three-hour class. So when the reporters from the Washington Post went to Omar and said, hey, uh, this isn't true, uh, she said, well, I may have flubbed a few facts like maybe any of it actually happening. She said, I might have flubbed a few facts. Um, The woman convicted of the crime might have had a prior arrest. I'm not sure. Uh, The details may not have all matched, but that's what I remember. Oh, is it? Now, this isn't the first time. Recently, she told a group of veterans that about 45% of military families rely on food stamps. She had one number right. It's 5%, not 45%. And last month, in an attempt to bring attention to a uh, gun control bill, she tweeted that 500 people on average are killed every single day by a gun in the United States. No. No. Nope, nope. That would mean 182,000 people died <laughs> from gun deaths in the United States every year. 182,000. Wow. The number's a little smaller than that. It's 39,000. And most of those, 60% of those, were suicides. Suicides. Mm-hmm. suicides. So, uh, and I think they're just overplaying their hand. I think they are, I think they've I become, so. oh, I just think they are just becoming so toxic. You know, um, uh, a couple of the guys went to the gym um, here in New York, and they were at the gym. And this woman who was, was like running the gym or she was doing a class or something, she was working out with, with these women right next to the guys. And she loudly said for them to hear, it was intentional, oh, I just hate men. Men are worthless. They are so ugly and i just hate them what is that Mm. and i think that is that is being heard throughout the land things like that and americans just don't like it they don't they're not like that and they don't want any part of it i'm convinced of it Tacovis. Tacovis makes great boots. Now, when I say they're great boots, here's what I mean. In Texas, you can pay literally thousands of dollars. If you go on the website of uh, one of the big boot makers, um, you will see a pair of boots that is $12,000. The pair of boots, and I'm sure that there's some magical gold string or something inside of those $12,000 boots. Um but the same, exact same style, they look the same, um, and they're handmade, are about three or 400 bucks. 
Now, what 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 makes the other boots so just gosh darn special? Um, these boots uh, from Tacovas are handmade with high quality full grain leathers by world class bootmakers. No shortcuts. The two hundred steps is what they have to go through to build them to be comfortable right out of the box. You don't have to break them in. They're comfortable right out of the box. Here's the best thing. You can wear these boots because they come in all different shapes, sizes, and and uh, and prices and design. You can wear these boots out to something nice. I can wear them on the ranch as well. I mean, you need a boot that you really like, that you can polish up and look great but also something that you're not afraid to wear wear out when you're working. You know, you're a man. Wear a great boot. Oh, did I just say that? Wear a great boot that you can wear out or you can wear while you're working. You can get them at Tecovis. Tecovis. Great boots that feel great and have a great price. Tecovis. Go to T-E-C-O-V-A-S. Tecovis.com slash back. That's Tecovis.com slash back. So AOC has claimed that Kellyanne Conway is sexist toward her. Uh, and you know what? You might ask, wait, so she's, she's sexist against women? To which AOC claimed patriarchy has no gender. Um, which... Hmm. Because <laughs> it does... Would then make it... Uh, seem like well it could be the could matriarchy, be matriarchy then, too? Then? Uh, and i guess yeah. the answer to that is no uh, no uh, huh. so patriarchy uh <laughs> has no gender does matriarchy now you have, might a, have a gender or do we know of course it does of course okay of course it's stupid does. i'm sorry it's loving it's that was, that was stupid you're so <laughs> stupid it revolves around women so Oh, okay. it so it's perfect and wonderful. Patriarchy. Yes. Okay. It's perfect and wonderful, has no flaws. Patriarchy, on the other hand, is riddled with flaws. We'll get into that next hour. I'm Hillary. That's your four-minute buzz. And now here's Glenn and Pat with the next hour of the show. Thank you very much, uh, Hillary. We've got a great um, uh, next hour coming up in just a few minutes for the radio uh, broadcast. I want to tell you um, about Brad Thor's new thriller. Brad is a friend of mine. Uh, he's, he's 19. I think he's, out of 19 thrillers, I think he's got, I don't know, about 12 number ones. Uh, and he churns them out every month. And it's, it's kind of like James Bond, where you don't, have to, you don't have to read everything to get up to the latest. His latest is Backlash, which is just really great. Uh, a Navy SEAL turned co- uh, covert uh, counterterrorism, uh, counterterrorism operative. Uh, it's his usual character, but this time the Russians come in and scoop him up off the streets of uh, America, and he has one chance to escape, and he takes it. it there's a reason Brad Thor is known as the master of thrillers. You can find uh, at Amazon or at bradthor.com backlash. The fusion of entertainment and enlightenment. So Kellyanne Conway said yesterday that um, uh, that uh, or I'm sorry, that AOC said that Kellyanne Conway 
was sexist uh, and coming after her. She's part of the patriarchy. Uh, and someone responded, wait a minute, Kellyanne is sexist against women? That makes sense. And AOC responded, patriarchy has no gender. In the patriarchy, that's the man, right? Isn't this the whole patriarchy has no gender? If you feel like you can't make heads or tails out of what the hell people are talking about, there's a reason for that. But I have uh, an actual flesh and bone decoder ring sitting next to me. We're going to talk to him next. This is the Glenn Beck Program. I want to tell you about our sponsor for 60 seconds, then right back into the program, Relief Factor. If you are suffering from pain, the biggest part of our pain comes from inflammation. Uh, I'm a guy who had just significant pain uh, for the last almost 10 years, and I can get through my days now. We're on, there, most days, I didn't think I could get through. Most days, my wife would have to get up and even button the buttons of my shirt, and my hands were so, they hurt so badly, I just couldn't do anything. Relief Factor has helped me out. And I have to be honest with you, I was at the end of my rope before I took it because I'm like, what? Reduce the inflammation and it's all natural. That's not going to work. I need hardcore drugs. But I didn't want to take hardcore drugs because then you're foggy all day. My wife finally said, I'm not going to listen to you complain anymore unless you try everything. All right. So I took it and I took it for three weeks because that's what's recommended. You take it for three weeks. If you don't see an improvement, it's not going to work for you. If you do see any results, keep taking it. Well, I'm still taking it today about 18 months later. Call 800-583-84, 800-583-84, or just go to relieffactor.com. That's relieffactor.com. Almost a year ago, I picked up a book called Springtime for Snowflakes, and I read it and I thought, this guy is, this guy is either a covert op that's making us all think that he is on our side, but he's actually not, or he's the bravest guy I think I've ever met. Uh, and he turns out, I mean, this is what he wants me to believe, he turns out to be a uh, uh, a guy who is really, truly brave and uh, and honest, and his name is Michael Rechtenwald, and he was a professor at uh, NYU uh, who uh, lost his gig uh, at NYU. It had nothing to do with him taking on the system. Uh, they made that very clear, did they not, Michael? They, yes. You started tweeting. That's right. And uh, what were some of your, tw- your tweets? Well, I mean, I tweeted, I tweeted things like, you know, Social justice warriors. Uh, there's a bunch of little Stalins running around. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, just imagine that, and then w- wake up and realize, yes, you're in that world. Uh, you have a bunch of Stalins running around. They're just Stalin, just weirder. It's SJW. <laughs> uh, so I was trying to get at the idea, like right. we were dealing with a bunch of uh, 
you know, uh, authoritarians all over the mm-hmm, place. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, things like that. And I wanted I talked about some of the craziness going on on campuses, for example. You know, the establishment of uh, segregated dormitories, you know, where they were, uh, you know, African-American-only dorms, you know, like a reversal of, of things that were supposedly progressive, you know, or moving forward. And, and uh, uh, the Halloween costume insanity mm-hmm. where you couldn't dress up as anything, you know, that might be appropriating of some culture. Meanwhile, you have the left dressing up as a new person every day. <laughs> right. I mean, so they're changing right. their identities on the fly. Right. But nobody can wear a Halloween costume for right. a night. And you were a guy, you were one of the most popular progr- uh, uh, professors yeah. at N- NYU, which mm-hmm. is not exactly a conservative school. Mm-hmm. You're not a conservative or weren't a conservative. Not really, no. Um, and uh, you actually wrote white papers yeah. for communists. For Marxists, yes. Okay, yeah. yeah. And you, you wrote that. You told me you wrote those things because in theory, yeah. right? Yeah. In theory, yeah. Communism is great. Yeah. But in practice, it never works. Right. I was with like a, a group that called themselves left or libertarian communists. And every, everybody on the other side of the middle thinks that's a complete oxymoron, of course. Right. But they believe that like the workers of their own accord, without like the vanguardists or as the leaders, like the Bolsheviks taking charge, that if, if it all has spontaneously erupted from the bottom up, then it'll be workers will have like control of everything and it's mm-hmm. just wonderful. Mm-hmm. And of course there's no there's no greed, there's no evil, there's no bad people amongst the workers. They're right. all pure. They're all pure. Yeah. They're all saints. I mean right. so what it is is you're born whatever you know, rank and class you're born into in the world, according to the left, that basically sanctifies you in effect. So that you know it's just a very weird theology. Right. And you were part and you were part, I was of, part it. of it. Absolutely. And when you realize that People were serious, and they were starting to go for actual communism. Yeah. Well, actually, when they were starting to go for people's heads, you know, starting to talk and act and attack people in the way that, like, the Red Guard did in in, in the Cultural Revolution and and under Maoism from 66 to 76, and just insanity, where they just routed out everything and they started destroying all the cultural artifacts, the historic, anything that represented historical memory, tradition, convention, it had to be raised to the ground. And I saw th- the same things happening here, like literature being thrown out of the curriculum. You know, of course, we see statues being defaced, all kinds of historical memory being erased. It's, 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 to me, it's, it started to see, seem like the same. What was Mao's purpose for doing that? Well, he was, he was very self-motivated. First of all, he was trying to eliminate any competition that he was having within the party. Mm-hmm. So if he got all these red guard, and they were all students, very, very you know, gullible and enthusiastic and mm-hmm. crazy. And mm-hmm. he got them like, hey, guess what? You can go in and basically overthrow the classroom. How would you like to go in and kick your teacher out? Or how would you like to put them on trial? That's happening. Yeah. That's happening now in yeah. America. And so he, he actually turned the, the populace against the state, against the very social order itself uh, and to, to dissolve it so that he would have absolute supremacy. Which, who is the Mao of our time? How is mm. this? How is this? How is this happening? It it's seems. A, it's, yeah, there's a lot of mini Mao's. I, I call them mini Mao's. 
<laughs> it's like, sort of like Minnie Mouse. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> because there's no big figures like this that are that are able to. I mean, you have you know you have the the, uh, the North Korean leader, but I mean yeah. that that doesn't count. We're talking about like in our world. There, there's a few people. I mean, there's a lot of people. So where's it coming from? It's coming from these these people that are tapping into their moral superiority and their authoritarian impulses. And they, their, their, their moral probity. They think they're absolutely right, and they think they have the truth on their side, and they're on the right side of history. This is the key. If you're on the right side of history, because they think history is going in a direction, happens to be the direction they want it to go in. Mm-hmm. You know, it's called. This is called Whiggish history because that's how the Whigs thought in in Great Britain. They thought that you know there was a progress narrative of history. And, of course, the progress was all going the way that, towards their types of policies. And this is the same thing these people hold. They hold this progress narrative. It's all going their way. Basically, anything new is good, including any new genders, <laughs> anything. But anything not new is cis or X. Right. You know, and uh, just like in the Soviet Union, they started calling, you know, in the, during the Great Terror Anybody that was designated as an X E X, that is your X official X this X that from mm-hmm. another from the earlier regime, you you were uh, going to the gulag. So I, I say that cis is kind of like the equivalent of X. It's mm-hmm. a way of marking the, the antiquated who must go down. How the obvious question here, Michael? How do these people who say they're fighting against authoritarians? Yeah. How do they not see? That they are exactly what they despise. It's amazing. I, I, if I was a cartoonist, yeah. I would draw a picture of an Antifa uh, character who's mm-hmm. looking in a mirror, mm-hmm. um, and he sees on his forehead a swastika. <laughs> okay, mm-hmm. but, you know, because they are absolutely replicas of they what are. they think they're against. They are the brown shirts or the black shirts. Yeah, it's very frightening. But what's frightening about it is the unselfconsciousness of that. How do you? How is the self-delusion so thick that you could actually be the incarnation well, of, of what you think you're against? A lot of people will say that it was people like you work around or, or may mm-hmm. have been yeah. on the campuses yeah. that, are, that are just filling people's heads with gobbledygook. Uh, I can't. I can't even tell you. I mean, it's so sad. To me, it's so sad what's happened. I think that, like for example, what happens at the college curricula? They've turned it into like a, um, basically it's a moral program based on social justice as the main creed, uh-huh. and they've read anything that's that doesn't fit. You know, like for example, at, at SOAS in, in in London, it's a, a university that they threw out all. White male philosophers from the from the philosophy curriculum. Okay, <laughs> that's all Western philosophy. That's everybody. Yeah, that's In everybody. Fact, there's a you know maybe it leaves um, Anne Rand, but I mean I'm mean, they're not going to teach her. No, huh? so there's not much left. And uh, you know whatever reason, still you know these are people that contributed a great deal to our society. Yeah, yeah, and our culture. You read Plato today, and you can learn a oh, lot. Oh yeah, you lot. And I mean, however you want to think about it. You know, there is a great connection between Plato, uh, Plato's uh, Platonic uh, thinking and Christianity, for example. Mm-hmm. There's a great deal of connection there, whether you think that, you know, Christianity borrowed from it or it was a precursor that sort of set the stage. You know, mm-hmm. it, it works either way, but it definitely is deeply foundational to the way we are. So how many people, this is the argument I think 
people are having in themselves or unfortunately it's keeping them blind because they think that there's not enough people that actually believe in these things and so they're gonna you know this is just gonna stop at some point and you do see evidence that people Mm. are waking up because they're pushing way too far right um but how many people do you think on the campuses if you look at it you know, through polls, mm-hmm. 70, 80 percent mm-hmm. are buying into it. Yeah. What I heard was uh, at NYU, the students would tell me that the, that the worst places weren't even the classrooms. It was the dormitories where the students were self-patrolling each other in the social justice creed. And they were uh, correcting each other if they, you know, were saying or doing or acting in a wrong way according to the creed. So there was a lot of, like, censorship going on within the dormitories and stuff like that and like a lot of you know like blackballing students and it was sounded like a horror show and i was i was living the worst of it as, as a professor who's not you don't get out in four years mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> unless they throw you out <laughs> right <laughs> uh you know they only have a short term there it's not going to last forever but you know i had to live with that and uh it's spooky all right uh more with michael rectenwald we're going to talk about his new book uh that is coming up that Uh, I think is tremendous, just tremendous and something that everybody needs to read. But if you're if you're like me, you're going to need to read it two or three times because it's very, very deep, but really important. We'll talk about that coming up in just a second. Um, uh, Our sponsor is X chair. Uh, I wish we had the X chairs up here in our studios in New York. We have to send them up here. Well, if I'm coming back, Um, but we have to send them up because they are tremendous chairs uh they are unlike these cheap chairs that we have sitting here um these these chairs are uncomfortable we spend so much time in our office chairs you need a really comfortable chair this one will fit your body and your wallet uh this the the x chair has 10 different adjustments that you can make and they are truly remarkable they're as comfortable as a recliner uh, and they'll keep you upright when you need to be, and your posture exactly right. You will feel the difference. Try it out for yourself for 30-day money-back guarantee. Most companies can't do this because people will be like, I'm going to send that back. This would put this company under if everybody started sending the chairs back. Nobody sends them back because they are tremendous. X-Chair on sale now for $100 off. Just go to xchairbeck.com. That's xchairbeck.com, or call 844-4X-Chair xchairbeck.com use the promo code xwheels and you're going to get a free set of new xwheels with your chair at xchairbeck.com we pause for 10 seconds station id so michael i think a lot of people think um where the hell did that come from? Where did that word come from? All of a sudden, you know, the patriarchy is something we're talking about. And we never talked about that before. Right. And the patriarchy has no gender. Well, mm. then what is it? Yeah, they like to keep it nebulous, you know, because then they can move it around and, and, and put it on anybody. But, yeah, but the patriarchy was supposedly, you know, of course, domination by the patriarchs, by male, Men. you know, authority figures and mm-hmm. so forth. And the West does not have a patriarchy. Okay, this is very clear. There are the some Middle pla- East. The Middle does. East has a patriarchy. Yes, it does. Mm-hmm. That is a patriarchy. And interestingly enough, 
the Western feminists have no problem with the Mideastern patriarchy. Yes, so they they don't critique it, and they actually will scold you severely if you talk about the hijab and anything Mm -hmm, like that. So mm -hmm. it's it's a very weird thing. The reason why they they keep it this way, like so, the patriarchy has no gender, so they can paste it on anybody. Particularly, what they like to do is people that are supposed to be in a victim class and don't behave properly for that victim class category. They go after those people with more vengeance than they do anyone, and that's the scariest thing. Like um, this, you know, the um, the the president of the Heritage Foundation, uh, African American woman, uh, Kay Jones, I think it was her last last name. Mm-hmm. She's she was uh, elected to be on the advisory board of Google, right? And uh, because she is conservative, the Google, <clears throat> what I call them, the Red Guard within the Google woke force, as I put it in the book mm-hmm. uh they went mad i mean and they they called her everything from uh you know transphobe and all that to a white supremacist they went after her with more vehemence than they go after the the oppressors so this just shows me that they're not interested in serving the subordinated and i'm not saying there aren't subordinated people in this world what i'm saying is the left uses them they're just props oh, yeah. Oh yeah, and do historically speaking, yeah, do we wake up from this before it's too late? Um, let, let's just say this: the waking up is going to be scary for a lot of people, and I think it's going to have to be like they're going to be woken up by knocks on the door. In effect, metaphorically, you know, yeah. at night, you know, just yeah. like when the. When the uh, they start coming for them. when the checkout starts coming to your door and and, mm-hmm. and hauling you off to the gulag, not effectively in the exact same way, but the more people that are going to be ripped down, well, the, called down, ripped me tooed, whatever. Right, the yeah. people that are uh, right now um, being uh, you know kicked off of of Twitter, kicked off of yeah. YouTube, Facebook, everything else. They include people like you. Mm-hmm. You know, they include people who are effective. And from, you know, formally from their group. Yeah. When you when you wake up and come out and go, wait a minute, wait a minute, this is really dangerous. They stifle you. And at some point, I mean, they, you know, the Niemöller poem is true. At first they came for the yes, trade unionist right. and I wasn't a trade unionist, that's so I right. didn't care. That's right. Exactly. Uh, until they come for you. You know, I wasn't even talking about my type. I'm talking about like African-Americans, like, uh, for example, uh, Candace Owens, who doesn't behave properly according to the victim. Kanye class. West. Yes. And, uh, you know, even Clarence Thomas. I mean, it just oh, would yeah. not conform. And so they, ve- you know, he said, well, you know, he went through an electronic uh, lynching. Yeah. Now it's a digital lynching and digital disappearances. Which is really what scares me. Yeah, the depersonization. Yes, the per- depersoning or unpersoning. Yeah, yeah, unpersoning. Because once everybody is, and first of all, they've they've made the public sphere basically irrelevant or limited to the digital sphere. So there's nowhere to really get to anybody with any message outside of the digital sphere. Then they have complete control over it, and it's privatized. So there's no state sanctions of anything. There's no rights. And so they're they're just erasing any opinions that they don't like. And what's crazy <clears throat> is so many people in Silicon Valley that I've talked to, they all talk about the end of the nation state. Mm, they but want they, it. They want it. Definitely. Because of that, yes. there is no constitution. There That's are right. no laws. 
they make the laws mm-hmm. and they'll be able to shape society any yeah. way they want. Yeah. I've never I'm a capitalist. I've yeah. never been, you know, one that jumps on these, you know, anti-capitalist, anti-corporate kind of bandwagons. But these corporations are truly becoming frightening. Yeah. Because and they're telling us what yeah. they're going to do. I want to get into that with you when we come back. Uh, we're going to take a quick break and back with um, uh, Michael Rechtenwald. Um, he's got a new book out that is talking about the digital ghetto, if you will, uh, the walls that are being built. And uh, it's it's pretty uh, frightening and pretty amazing and something that everybody should read. We'll get into that coming up in just a second. Well, porch pirates may soon face felony charges in Texas. God bless Texas. Anybody who is stealing a package from somebody's front porch could face up to 10 years now. And Texans will have justice and law and order. Now, this law isn't everywhere yet. It's why I recommend SimplySafe.com. Simply Safe offers your whole home protection around the clock and it's easy to install. You own the system. When you move, it moves with you and there's no pushy salesman trying to upsell you. Simply Safe will cover every inch of your home. It's an army of sensors, a, a video doorbell that watches over your porch. When you get a delivery, you can unlock the door, let the person Put it in. You have a HD camera there monitoring him inside the house. So, you know, he turns around. How dare me think that just a delivery man is just a man. That person, them, can go in and put that package in the front door and you can then watch them leave and lock it again. But the entire thing, it's not just the door. It's your entire house. SimplySafeBeck.com. Go there now. Get a free HQ, uh, HD camera. It's SimplySafeBeck.com. Get Glenn, Mark Levin, Stephen Crowder, and me, Pat Gray, all in one location. Use the promo code Glenn for $10 off at BlazeTV.com. Okay. We're talking to Michael Rechtenwald. He is a former professor at NYU, a guy who knows the left because he was inside the left uh, and is now using their language, uh, exposing them uh, to, and I think hopefully to many who are on the left, exposing and having them see, oh, crap, I'm on the wrong side. Yeah. Um, Tell me the name of your book. It's called Google Archipelago, and there's a subtitle, The Digital Gulag and the Simulation of Freedom. There was another book yes. similar in title. Uh, and uh, when you, if you know what it is, uh, it's a little <coughs> breathtaking to use that title. The Gulag Archipelago. As opposed to Google. That's correct. Um, obviously intentional. Yes. Uh, and... Uh, you're going to get a lot of pushback. Yeah, I'm ready. Are you? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, and you say that Google is 
is doing the same thing mm. uh, that the Soviets were doing, just in a different way. Yes. I mean, I say very clearly uh, from the start that, listen, when I say gulag and I'm comparing, comparing the, the Google to gulag, I'm not saying that it's a prison camp that will have necessarily, you know, assassinations, uh, forced uh, labor, mm-hmm. uh, slavery, in effect, that's what it was, mm-hmm. interesting for a worker's paradise, yeah. uh, and so on and so forth. I'm saying that as the, as the gulag was the, you know, the most uh, articulated high-tech uh, power structure and uh, control mechanism in the world at the time, so Google Archipelago, as I called it, is the most widespread, powerful, and far more penetrating and far more extensive uh, system of control and power. We had dinner the other night with a group of people, yes. and uh, China came up, and yeah. um, there was somebody at the table who just would not give that China is this horrible monster. Yeah. Uh, because, hey, they're using the free market and they're pulling all these people up. Mm-hmm. But the way they're using the digital surveillance mm-hmm. is truly terrifying. Yeah. Most people, he didn't. He's, he was a very smart individual. Yes. He didn't even really understand what yeah. was coming. And and let's talk just a little bit about the silencing of voices mm-hmm. and where that's headed. Mm-hmm. We're already seeing the silencing of voices. We're seeing credit card companies and banks starting to get involved and saying this person you can't do business with them anymore when you have lost your uh uh, status so you cannot be heard you can't access the mainstream conversation Mm -hmm. you you you're being erased as if you've never existed all of the stuff you've ever written or said or done or anything gone yeah uh, and now you can't access financial services. Aren't you in a gulag? This is pretty. This is a frightening prospect. I mean, you know, there's, the, there's of course the surveillance. There's the tracking of everything you'll ever do. There is the, you know, there's going to be basically everyone will have a digital signature when you walk outside. My argument is that you'll be. We are going to be in the internet. This idea of going on the internet will be so quaint. It's the internet and anachronistic. Things. I mean, the internet is going to be everywhere. It's cyberspace everywhere, effectively. Mm-hmm. So everywhere you go, you're going to be a piece of data that is tracked, and every move you make will be known. They'll have th- in China. They have this. They have digital fences for people whose social credit score mm-hmm. is not high enough to leave the city, for example, mm-hmm. or even say the neighborhood. Or you go to grocery shopping. Yes. So you, they, what they do is they, they sent, there's an immediate alert sent to the proper right. authorities, and they pick them off the street. Right. You know, so China is exporting their AI already. Mm-hmm. The city of, They're trying to get all of, the country, uh, all of the countries to buy into it. The first place that bought into it, interestingly, is a town called Darwin, Australia. Mm. They bought into the smart city idea. Uh, they, they said they were more concerned for their safety... That safety was such a concern to them that I guess they were willing to forfeit liberty entirely, and that's pretty curious. We have some we have some people in our country, you know, in our history that uh, our tradition yeah. have talked about that. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, Franklin said you you will uh, lose both and deserve neither. That's right. So um, bring it to. 
Google yeah. and show how Google is doing this. Yeah. First of all, I want to say that Google is just an emblem, right? So yes. that's why I call it the Google Archipelago. The, it can, it's the big, whole chain of islands. Yes, that's right. There's big digital, and it consists of all of these gargantuan digital. People com- don't talk about Amazon, uh, right? As they're part this of way, it, but they are part of it. They're part of it. Yeah. Um, it's harder to work them in, but they have. They're doing things that are very similar. They're, you know, if you don't do business like they want, if you don't Correct. practice this, that, and the other thing, you're Correct. But they also. Um, I mean, they are going to be. Uh, a in their own words, a delivery company more than a sales yeah, company. Right. They're going to just deliver it before you buy it. <laughs> That's right. Which, <laughs> which means they have to have so much information on you that they can predict you 95% of the time. They're using algor- they're going to use algorithms to, 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 to mail, uh, to, uh, to sell immediately to people products they haven't decided to buy yet, but the algorithms have said they will buy. Right, and they'll send it to your house, and which then... which leads you to the question: uh, Where is the tail, and where is the head? Mm-hmm. Because with Google and all these algorithms, yeah, they're going to be marketing to you. They're going to know you so well. Mm-hmm. They're going to be marketing to you. Oh yeah, and before you know it, you want that product that's just arrived at mm-hmm. your door. Yeah, but do you really want it? Or have you been shaped to want that? Yes. Um, There's a big question of whether you've been led down an algorithmic trail mm-hmm. over time through particular processes of, of presenting this, that, and the other thing to you and excluding many other things, of course. And a lot of the things, of course, that are excluded are alternative ideas to theirs. Sure. I mean, let's not get uh, forget. They have an explicit political agenda. They're not some neutral or a collector and distributor of information. They have this agenda to make the world better, improve the world, whatever, in their sense, which is you know based on, again, the social justice creed all the way down the line. And uh, so this is, this is the steering they're doing. They're steering you through algorithms. And so uh, there's, the, there's going to be the idea of whether you're, you know, there's going to be a question about free will very shortly. Oh, yeah, very shortly. Whether it exists because... If you're being algorithmically uh, led and, and, and steered and, and uh, all your choices can be predicted in advance by these al- algorithmic mm-hmm. patterns, mm-hmm. then this causes a philosophical problem, but also the question of, like, who's, who's running me here? Correct. Yeah. And, and uh, you know, if for anybody who's listened to me for a long time, I used to talk about Cass Sunstein and, uh, you know, his work on Nudge and it's always bothered me that political people were using nudge, that we were being nudged as a society mm-hmm. but just by putting the French fries uh, in the back and the apples in the front. Well, this is a much more sophisticated yeah. nudge <clears throat> to where you won't be able to find it. I mean, try to find some information. If you can't find it after a couple of searches on Google, you just think it doesn't exist. That's right. It's buried. They have blacklists for everything. Now, I want to say one thing to to qualify where I'm coming from. I'm not a Luddite. I'm not a technophobe. I worked for five years in an AI lab as a writer in the Robotics Institute at Carnegie Mellon while I was writing my dissertation Mm. simultaneously. So I know where this is. Where this all came from? I studied it. I was at you know the new assignment. uh, I love. I love this. I the the technology that is coming our way 
is going to either enslave us mm-hmm. unlike any time ever right. before. That's right. Or it's going to free us unlike it anything could. anyone's ever it imagined. Could. And, uh, you know, I, I say this, this, this. These dystopian possibilities are just that. I'm not saying this is inevitable. If I, if I thought it was inevitable, I wouldn't write the book. But, Michael, it is becoming more and more inevitable yeah. because it's moving so fast. Yeah. It, and unless people wake up right now yeah. and educate themselves mm-hmm. on what is really happening, yeah. we're just going to accept it yeah. one thing after another because it's going – It's 1984 – is happening in China. We're brave new world. It's being wrapped up in things that we like. That's right. Toronto has already bought into the Sidewalk project of uh, of Alphabet, Google's partner. Sidewalk is like the smart cities of China. It tracks every it says that in fact they'll not only know what kind of porch furniture you have, how long it takes you to cross the street what exactly your habits uh, and every move you make. And they're buying it because they think it's wonderful that there's so much knowledge to be had. But when the knowledge is about, like, intimate details of people's lives and that it's contained in the cloud in this very centralized Mm -hmm. place, which is, like, you know, owned by by a private organization – and they're also they're changing the laws of Toronto to do this. I, I have to tell you, I don't know why we haven't passed a law already saying my private individual information about me belongs to me. It's not going to be possible. That law is not can't happen. We're already carrying along a digital package that's basically our history. They're going to have a uh, we'll have a signature, which I think will be maybe part genetic and maybe part digital. That will also be attached to a, an informational package that effectively is every move you've ever made. And then, of course, we'll have predictive algorithms connected to it. We're getting to the precog crimes of uh, mm, that minority t- report. Yeah, minority report. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, because they're, 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 they're going to be saying, uh, yeah, this person is, is uh, 99.9% likely to do this now or soon. And so what are they going to do? They're going to have a rationale for picking them up. Unbelievable. Michael, thank you so much. Uh, Michael's going to be joining me for another podcast. If you want to see uh, the podcast he's already been on, it is really, truly fascinating. It's his whole story about trying to get out of uh, the uh, the matrix, if you will. Uh, and you can listen to it where you wherever you get your podcast. Just look for the Glenn Beck podcast and uh, Michael Reckenwald. Mike, when when does your book come out again? It'll be out in mid August. So you know, but pre order now. It's it's uh, you know it's 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 going to be out soon. Um, uh, and uh, it's really it's it's really an important book and really really you're a great writer. Really oh, really you. well written. Um, and you can you can find that at uh, Amazon. Michael Recknewald, thank you so much. Thank you. Uh, back in just a second, our sponsor this half hour is Blinds.com. Here we are in the middle of summer. Things are heating up. I have to tell you, people are complaining here in New York. It's, it's so hot. Really, come to Texas. We'll show you hot. Oh, my gosh. Uh, anyway, um, the problem with New York is the stench, and the blinds can't do anything about the stench, but they can help keep your house cooler on the inside. Blinds.com, incredible sa- site-wide savings that are happening right now at Blinds.com that will help your home stay cool. It also helps your uh, home stay warm in the winter 
And it's the easiest, cheapest thing you can do to upgrade the look of your home. Head there right now. You're going to get great site-wide savings. Plus, uh, you'll save an extra 20 bucks with promo code BECK. As always, every step of the way, the design consultants are there if you want them. It's free. Every order gets free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee. It's blinds.com, promo code BECK. Again, blinds.com, promo code BECK. Pat, what'd you think of uh, Michael Rechtenwald? He's interesting, like always, and uh, really ballsy. Yeah. He he says things that nobody else will, other than maybe you. Um, and <laughs> well, people I don't, don't like to say that stuff. Attention to the things. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You want to meet ballsy? The guest next hour, mm-hmm. he just infiltrated the Muslim Brotherhood, and he's a Jew. <laughs> uh, so wow. I mean, courage is contagious, and we're going to. Uh, uh, share his story coming up in uh, just a second. Um, have you seen that the uh, digital erasing of the history now of Bill Clinton and the plane uh, with uh, Epstein? Oh, they're definitely worried. Are they erased? Oh, are they scared? Oh, my gosh. <sighs> Wikipedia has already changed everything. Uh, they've taken Bill Clinton's uh, trips out. Uh, he had 27 trips. He has only said he took four, uh, but, you know, we have the flight logs. Mm. You, you have to file the manifest, so they have the flight manifest uh, as part of record. Uh, they also now have the pilot's manifest where there's some real trouble because he said my Secret Service was always with me. We now know because of federal documents which flights he took and which ones he didn't have uh, Secret Service with. And on those flights, the pilots um, in their own logbook uh, kept a log of everybody that was on. And every time Bill Clinton was on without Secret Service, there were underage girls on the plane. Oh, my. Uh-oh. Yeah. Oopsie daisies. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This, this very well might be payback uh, for, the, uh, for the Trump uh, lies. <clears throat> but we'll see, because there's also some speculation that these guys are never going to pay for their crimes because they are so well connected. We'll see. We'll see. This is the this is the closest I think the Clintons have ever come to having to face justice for the things that they have done. This yeah. is the closest. This might be the one taboo that still remains that you you can't have sex with underage girls you you can't do that i mean i think as a society and a civilization we could still agree on that right i i hope we can eh, uh, i don't know if you're clinton i don't know yeah i don't know i don't know we'll see if you're really really well connected and you have others alec baldwin involved in these things how many people are going to be taken down by this? And I mean, this this is this will shoot right into the heart of the Democratic uh, establishment. Oh, yeah. Uh, and mm-hmm. that's going to be uh, real damaging. We'll see how strong uh, justice is compared to politics. You're listening to 